Hello and welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for another brand new episode. Today, I am joined by two returning guests who were an absolute scream to have on the podcast the first time they did it. So I'm so thrilled to have them back on the show with me this week. I'm talking to Victoria's Secret and Davina Divine. They, of course, are two Dublin drag icons. They have their own podcast, Petty Little Things, and they are bringing their massive pop party to Vicar Street in Dublin on the 25th of June for Dublin Pride. Tickets are available now, though it's approaching a sellout, so get on them. We talked about that party a bit in this interview, but obviously we are here to chat all things housewives. We got into, like... New York, Beverly Hills, Atlanta. Like, it was fun having two guests on because even with those two guests, they disagree on certain things. So there's lots of light and shade. We got into Melbourne, of course. We really covered a lot of housewives ground and, of course, some fun diversions as well. So without any further ado, here is Victoria's Secret and Davina Divine on Housewives and Me. My guests today are two Dublin drag superstars who are, of course, hosts of the podcast Petty Little Things. You can catch them on stage at the George in Dublin Weekly. This Pride, they're bringing their Pride party back to Vicar Street after a little bit of a pandemic hiatus. Victoria's Secret. Hello. And Davina Divine. Very excited to be on again. Welcome back to Housewives of Me. The return of. <laughs> so excited. The file name today just was like Victoria Divina return. I was like, I need them to know this is the second session we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) But if you haven't heard the first one, go back and listen to it now. We've so much to get into housewives wise, but I suppose just in general, I'm so curious. Are you both still obsessed with the shows? Like, obviously you're both working a lot more now than when I would have spoken to you. Well, you're working a lot in 2020 to be fair, but like, real life is back in a big way. So have you still had time to watch housewives? Are you still obsessed with the franchise in general? Um, I definitely am still obsessed. Like, it's the only thing that actually kind of grounds me is having some housewives. See, I've started to get into um, listening to it, listening to it or watching it live streaming, like on lo- like oh. on live time and then tweeting along with people, which I'm actually really enjoying. Like, you, you get to tweet <laughs> along with, like, the American audiences. <laughs> so I'm quite enjoying that. Have you got any mad tweets or anyone in America about the shows? I've got lots of, like, now Bravo lover fair friends from the States that we, I, I see all the time now on Twitter and we just talk about housewives so it's kind of random (laughs) but I quite enjoy that because it's like a little club it just kind of it's because everyone is asleep here when it's on so I'd be like Erica (laughs) is such a bitch hashtag whatever and then like but like no one sees it because it's like one o'clock in the morning here whatever so I quite enjoy that how do you find watching American TV with ads I was in New York in April and I could not I just can never deal with the ads in American television well, that's when I go to tweet. So I use the ads to tweet. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. I see. What I love about the American ads is like, obviously there's like, you know, they're on every 30 seconds. There's an ad break. They always have yeah. like these amazing fast food ads where it's like, even no matter the best diet you could be on, you're like, oh my God, I really want the new flame grilled chicken yes. whopper with <laughs> extra sauce. And I just thought, I'm a vegan and I want it so bad. <laughs> it's either that or pills. They're always trying to sell you like yes. pills with the longest, like, you know, this might give you the shits. This might give you a yeah. headache. You might die if you take this. And you're like, I think I still want to try them, though. And then it's like, do not take if you are really suffering with da-da-da-da. Yes, I don't think at the end. Yeah, early on, yes. that's dementia. If you have this, if you have that. <laughs> <You're> like... <laughs> 
Let's just dive in and get into the cities. Let's start with a big one that's back at the moment, Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm curious, Ooh. you know, you've both watched, watched that show for a while. It's kind of in the zeitgeist now in a way it has never been before. I'm curious what you make of the show right now in the new season. I'm ready to see this new villain. I want that yes. scene where she's like, oh, you're looking for a new villain? I'm like, yes, I am! <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm loving her. I think she's a really crazy addition. And I Diana, just, yeah. Yeah, and I just don't know where she's going, but it's like the European kind of accent and makes her there's something a bit Count Dracula about it isn't it so it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like where is it going to go and I'm curious but you know what I feel like um, like especially us gals we've been watching Housewives for a long time mm-hmm. I feel like everybody and every, I was, if I'm doing events whatever like um, with maybe groups of like straight girls whatever I was like does anyone watch Real Housewives and they're all like yes yes I'm like well where were you bitches fucking three years ago there was mm-hmm. not, not anyone watching this here in Ireland and they yeah. always love Beverly Hills so Beverly Hills is the go-to I think number one in Ireland for sure everyone loves a bit of Beverly Hills well no it's just more that people love to see extravagance it's the same reason why they watch the Kardashians we want to see things yeah. we can't afford houses that we'll never, li- we'll never live in and like even looking at Diana and her lifestyle I'm like oh my god she doesn't even have to leave the house to go shopping like I want people to bring me clothes <laughs> actually yeah, they yeah. do it's called Sheen <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling Diana's perhaps not quite availing Sheen just yet I mean I'd be surprised. Not yeah, you never know. You never know that. I think I saw that red number from the confessional on Shane for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what about Erica? Erica's like dying for someone to buy that ring last week. I was like, oh my yeah. God, she wants this ring so bad. And Dan is like, okay, I'll get it just because you want me to. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I get the vibe with uh, Erica that Erica's quite jealous of Diana. Mm-hmm. Do, do you get that vibe? I kind of feel like it's like, it, like if she hadn't gone through that, that legal drama, that's who she thinks she is in her head. Do you, do you get that vibe? Yeah, I, I see that. Or, or else she's like, God, I also want a husband who is practically the same age as my son after being married to someone who's old enough to be my granddad <laughs> for a previous two, three decades. That's an interesting point about Erica and Diana because Erica has been very complimentary but, but about Diana and all the press she's been doing. And I do get the sense that like, seeing Diana is a reminder of like obviously the women on the show have money but Diana has money money and I think Erica thought that's what she was doing when she was living in up pre-lawsuits and now you're realizing oh even then you were not on her level and I think there's an element with Erica where she's like oh this bitch really has money like even I'd never quite got to this point yeah and what about Sutton as well because someone um shared with me recently that like Sutton is getting huge amount of money every um month what is it called is it like alimony like alimony yeah. How much is she getting? Have you have you girls heard this? I think she's getting. I think it's 182 euro a week. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually on the the pup payment. She's on the full three. Oh, she's yeah. on the three fifty. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've just, that's where that's why she's so lavish. <laughs> I just googled, and it's rumored that she's getting three hundred thousand a month in maintenance from Jesus. her ex. Jesus, three hundred thousand. That's like about six gigs in the George. I'd be exhausted. Like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, is this? I I wasn't. I didn't realize drag was so lucrative in Dublin. <laughs> Yeah, you did it, I. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Sutton this season because I feel like I don't think the women have copped on that we as an audience are kind of into Sutton more than some of them sometimes in that she is very weird and awkward, but she's endearing with it. And also 
does feel far more real because I think because she's such a weirdo, she's not thinking about what she's doing. Whereas the other women on Beverly Hills can be very studied in how they approach things. Yeah, and I think because LA is such a, like, or Hollywood and Beverly Hills is such a kind of actress style town, like, they're all very composed and they switch it on and switch it off. Whereas I think we need a few more kind of random people like Sutton and uh, and Diana and Erica that aren't, that, that it's just something a bit more genuine about it. You can well, see they're the not emotions. actresses. Do you know well, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's so many yeah. actresses on that lineup so yeah. or or even failed actresses as well mm. like sorry jesus <laughs> <laughs> i know queens like to read but my goodness <laughs> i haven't checked carcel's like imdb in a while but I, she was in like men in black at one point wasn't she or she was in a spider-man movie oh. she's, she plays the villain's wife in a spider-man movie so like she's had it she's i think worked consistently she's maybe just not an a-lister a bit like the way when you actually go and look at Lisa Rinna's credits, you realize, oh, like before Housewives, she was on something like all the time. Mm-hmm. TV wise, I mean, not anything else. Well, <laughs> she I does have of. those pills, that bag of pills. She <laughs> yeah, was on yes. something Lest all we the forget. time. Um, what do? What are your thoughts on Lisa Rinna? She seems to be such a Marmite character for fans. We're totally different on this. Yeah, she, she's changed so much. I think since she started out, and and I kind of like the messiness sometimes. But I am I started out loving Lisa Rinna, and now I kind of hate her. I have to say, if I'm if I'm being honest, I just think oh. I'm, I'm over it now. It just feels. Feel, the, do you know what the tipping point was the thing with Denise that was the tipping point she was good friends with Denise and she went to town with Denise and it was I just thought it was very unfair she kind of held mm-hmm. her feet to the fire and it just yeah ever since then I've not been a fan I gotta say yeah you need to be a better friend like when Davina had her lesbian rump I did not air her <laughs> dirty laundry in public do you know what I mean no until now <laughs> I did say to her oh you're so mad you're so mad you're so, but that so was about angry that was so, that was about many other things though. Um, <laughs> I love Rinna. Uh, do you know what? There's certain things about her that I'm like, I can't stand. Like this whole, like trying to make the wigs and the name, uh, the names of the wigs a thing. Like she's just picked that up from someone else and just, you know, taken that as her own. It doesn't feel very authentic. I'm mm. I'm into this Rinna beauty vibe. I love this uh, side of it. Um, but I feel like she's really, she is acting all the time and sometimes that makes great tv regardless i'm into it but sometimes i'm like oh stop trying so hard girl yeah she it's so weird because i agree with a lot of what you just said and yes i find her so entertaining even when i I, she is rotting me i'm like god she's so endlessly watchable and i kind of in a weird way can't imagine the show without her because she does either instigate things or react in such a ridiculous way that i'm like i'll always want to know what rena thinks of something which is probably a fault of my own but I, I just I'm loath to see her go as well if she were to leave I gotta say as well though because I'm not a fan but I love that she's on the show I think she's great TV yes. like yes. I'm not a fan of Lisa Rinna but I enjoy her I, I think people like that have a place on these shows and we need people like that mm-hmm. so yeah. in theory no but yes and I will say she'd be fun in the Georgian night out I feel if we got her dancing she'd be a good crack I'm just saying oh yeah absolutely. 100% she would of course she would defo <laughs> I was saying to Davina I think that she's a big hippie I don't think that she is all about that like LA lifestyle at all like they're growing their own vegetables Harry's making his own sauce and I'd say outside of all this kind of lifestyle they're just too hippies I've always gotten the vibe that like I actually quite like their house because it looks like a house they actually live in yeah. and I get the vibe that like because she is such a relentless hard worker when she gets a chance to like power down she's probably like thrilled because she seems strikes me as someone who goes 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 all the time like her work ethic is relentless 
She's a chancer. That's <laughs> what she's like. I love that's actually if you were on the show, you go, you're a chancer. Yeah. Go, oh, I love that. What's that? Chancer. Wow. Oh, fabulous. She called one of her wigs chancer. Absolutely. Um, I was actually looking at um Lisa with the lip kits. I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna buy a Lisa because um I listened to this other podcast called Juicy Scoop by Heather McDonald, and she's saying I love yes. Lisa Rinna lip kits, and I was like I, you know, I love a lip kit and I love a lip product. So I was like, I'm going to buy one of these and see what they're like. And then bitch, yeah. bitch about it if it's crap. And I went on and I was having a look on the website and I was like, no, these aren't for me. <laughs> they're just like, why? They're, they're just very sheer. Oh, very sheer. Oh. Um, and the pencils match. So it's not like you can't get a little bit of definition or a bit of depth. So I was like, no, in theory, like, and then it's just, you know, when you start looking at them, you're like, I've seen all these brands elsewhere. I've seen these shades. I've seen all this elsewhere. So no. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's the price point like for her products? It's it's kind of like, I think it's maybe like. I'm on say, it here. It's $45. Like $55. Yeah, $45. $45. Is that a lot? Is that much or is that I like. I think so. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm currently looking at my LA girl lip liner that Davina got me onto, which is, I think, what, Davina, like three euros for a lip liner. So, yeah, it's like, yeah. Which LA, okay. LA lip liners, LA girl lip liners, by the way, are like Mac dupes. So get onto it, girls, if you're looking mm-hmm. for a good lip pencil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you heard it here first, MUAs. For all the MUAs listen to this Yeah, yeah get in. <laughs> <laughs> for all my fellow MUAs. <laughs> and they're in Duns, in Dunn stores. We love it. <laughs> yeah are they, they are, oh my yeah. god that's iconic yeah. oh yeah. my god jesus okay we're getting the beauty ships today yeah. let's dive into housewives atlanta it is back obviously we've had a little break because of the memorial day weekend we won't we won't dwell um but i have to say i don't know how you feel about it i'm enjoying this season it does feel like it's a bit of a slow burn but i feel like the winds of change have come to atlanta and there's good stuff in in the coming our way do you know what's so funny i think you know like say with something like oc when it feels like there's actually nothing happening i always feel mm-hmm. like in atlanta even when it's quiet there is lots happening so yes like even on kind of dull like quiet weeks there's still it's never really dull um and i love that about yes. atlanta I really have to say I do. The girls They're so dynamic, I think. They're so easy to watch. Mm. Yes, but I will also say I feel that Atlanta has become a franchise that I can easily work while watching, if that makes sense. Because Uh, there's lots of... There's lots of moments where I like, whatever, I don't care about this bit. And I'm like tuning in and like concentrating on certain moments. Also, I feel like they haven't had the best look with introducing new people to the franchise. There's a reason why Marlo finally got her peach because they absolutely needed her and she had to become like a more central character. However, like I'm not a big fan. I can't even remember the new girl's name because I I just haven't gotten invested in her story at all. Sanya. Sanya, yeah. Yeah, and dare I say it, Drew's husband is more interesting than Drew, so... Oh, Jesus. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, Annie's easy on the eye, let's face it. I was going to say, maybe you're more interested in Drew's husband than Drew. <laughs> like, oh. I quite like Drew. I think Drew gives a good read. Like, now, again, wouldn't be, like, a, a massive fan, but I enjoy that mm-hmm. she's stirring the pot and kind of causing a bit of drama. Like, she's definitely shown up to work and actually making a little bit of drama and a little kerfuffle, so I quite enjoy that. It, I just think it's the time for the OGs to to come back in a lot of these franchises. I think that there's such gold still in those people. And I would love to see some of the old. Like, I love that Sheree is back. Bring I love another Sheree. one back. Me too. Abs- yeah, she's one, she, Sheree is always one of my favorite housewives. And it, Sheree is just, she has it, like, her acid tongue is just so, like, on point. And she just, yeah. what I love about her, she doesn't take much to get riled up. 
like <laughs> yes i yes, love yes. that i like maybe like i totally can kind of a little bit relate with with, with that and Sheree, mm-hmm. i'm like just you just say a couple of choice words where and Sheree will like take the head off you i love that <laughs> tell me this uh, if you can relate to Sheree, is there anyone you're currently riding to in say mount joy or what's going on <laughs> <laughs> i have a fan club in mount joy women's prison <laughs> oh both prisons yeah. i would imagine have a huge divina divine fan base <laughs> Absolutely. I do think it's great to have Sheree back because she slots in so easily, even if it's been a while since we've seen her on screen, you're glad she's back and she picks up the pace like instantly. And I'm enjoying, I find Drew a bit annoying in her solo scenes or scenes with her family, but I'm enjoying Drew and Sheree clashing because you can tell they're both sizing each other up. And I love Sheree's tagline. What's it like spring, summer and September? I'm the one you always remember. Like I absolutely love it. Like it's just like that's a tagline I wish I had. (laughs) Like it's so good. It's so good. Yes, for sure. Meanwhile, like Portia's like side stage, like I think the ratings haven't been good or something like that. I read something on on Twitter and she's basically being like, oh, the ratings are awful just because I'm gone. Well, actually the ratings for the last season weren't great either. So I don't think she made a huge difference also they've been pushing the online housewives thing in, in the u.s because now they can stream it on peacock the way we stream the shows oh. on hey you so i think i think the overnight ratings are important but they are yeah. not the entire story with oh. a housewife show definitely i think the way americans watch tv is definitely changing and they're a little bit behind us in that streaming kind yeah. of way um but also i have to say like porsche was never one of my favorites i know that's a very kind of controversial so everyone loves mm-hmm. porsche but i was never a big fan of porsche so i'm actually like good riddance I'm glad she's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to see her spin-off shows. I don't want to see her oh, me neither. talking to that hot dog man. I don't want to talk. I don't <laughs> I don't care about her family. I don't care. Like, bye-bye, sister. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. I always felt sorry for Lauren. Like, Lauren yes. always, I was like, God, I don't know yeah. if Portia's very nice to Lauren. That's how I always, like, got that impression. And Lauren's just there, like, going, oh, what jobs do you need me to do today? But it's funny you say that because I know you both said you weren't into spin-off, but I, for my sins, watched it and... Lauren is a much bigger player in the spinoff and they get into that. Lauren is basically like, I spent a lot of time, like my identity was looking after you or working with you oh. and I need to do my own thing. And it actually, it was one of the in- more interesting threads and that was seeing like Lauren turns out to be, she's very hippy dippy. She's into wellness. She takes them on a wellness treat. Like she kind of comes out of the shadow, but it, I think you picked up on that there that she was probably being an assistant to your sister who's famous yeah. a little bit, I would imagine a head fuck, mm-hmm. but one thing about Portia not being back that I find really interesting, and this has come up with other guests recently on the show, is it definitely make, makes Kenya seem a bit different because usually Kenya and Portia are at loggerheads or they're friends and then they're fighting again, whereas now Kenya seems a little bit more mellow mm. because she's not fighting with Portia as much because she's not there. And do you think um, Portia and Kenya were kind of at loggerheads because they were both kind of vying for like the Queen Bee spot? Because I think... Probably, you think, yeah. But I, I definitely, I think Kenya is an amazing housewife and I know she's in a bit of a Marmite character but she always brings it and the looks are sensational yeah. and yes. the reads are just next level. Like... Mm-hmm. Did you see what she said on Wendy Williams? Did you see the the, the interview she did? No. Oh my God. She was, um, Marlo had said in the press that Kenya was irrelevant. And, <laughs> oh and Kenya said, Kenya said, which like the whole audience gasped. And she said, no, honey, I am an icon and she is an ex-con. <laughs> <laughs> Marlo said Marlo said she's a husband and she's like I would rather be a husband than a never was <laughs> <laughs> 
it's the way she just is so like quick. Yes. They're all very quick with it on Atlanta generally. Like I feel like it's the big like whatever about the home, the lifestyle, the husband. If you're casting someone for Atlanta, they have to be quick with it, but there's no one quite as quick no. as Kenya when it comes to like oh, taking someone so down good. or not. So good. She cuts to the bone as well, which I love. Yes. It's so like because the whole Wendy show audience was like, oh, like shook. It was so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I was just going to say, I listened to, um, I think it's name, his name is Carlos King, a podcast with yes. uh, him interviewing Sheree. And uh, Sheree said two things that I thought were really interesting. One, Marlo really makes um, Candy work for her peach this year because I oh, wow. love Candy, but she does take a back seat whenever she can and lets the girls, you know, do the drama if they want. Whereas actually, I think she's like one of the more interesting ones. I'd love a bit more from her. And then the other thing mm-hmm. she said was it made it sound like Candy is blocking Phaedra from coming back and that there might have been some talk about Phaedra rejoining as a permanent um, housewife. And I would love Phaedra back. I think Phaedra back would be a great, great addition. I would like Phaedra back if it was like the glory days. I felt like the way her last season was so dark. toxic. Was I'm, dark. Like, I'm like, okay, let's get... Let's see what she's like in Girls Trip 2. Let's get a little cameo in Dubai out of the way. I think if she does come back, I think she genuinely needs to properly, not fake housewives apologize, genuinely apologize yeah. to Candy. And then if Candy goes, okay, you you fucked me up, you fucked me over here, I'm moving on for now, like then I would be, but I do, I can see where Candy's coming from and I can see why the show would also be circling such an iconic character. Dude, I can yeah. kind of see the both sides of that one. Candy's never going to have her back. She's never coming back when Candy's there, 100%. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. No Candy way. coded nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but then I don't, I don't blame them as Candy has yeah. had a ton of spinoffs, has a great relationship with Bravo, knows how to make her money. She's, she is now the only like person who's in there. Like she came on in season two, so she really is the longest serving cast member now. And I think they need at least one of those people. So I'm when I see Girls Trip Two and Phaedra, then I'll make my Phaedra decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I remember when Phaedra was doing any old show and popped up on Braxton Family Values because the actual Braxtons didn't want to be there. So I'm like, Phaedra has done some really lame shit since she left Housewives. To be honest, <laughs> didn't she do something with Bobby Brown in like it was like the Houston's uh, spinoff show, wasn't there something like that? She Ooh. was like the, the Houston's attorney or something. She was on that as well. We'll see. Like, I like her, but I think sometimes there's a bit of nostalgia for the glory days. And I'm like, her last season, she came off awful. awful. Unless she can really, like, even with Jill Zarin, everyone wants Jill Zarin back. I'm like, again, wait, let's see how let's it grows see. for two goes. And then I'll mm-hmm. dive but in. But gals, let's not forget, we are getting a cameo from Apollo. So that's like, oh. that's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of prison, baby. Speaking of prison, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I, I like whenever you're ready. I am ready. God. I am ready. Oh, Apollo. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And Ooh. he's something to do with Tyrone. I think that's the connection, isn't it? I think, I think so. so. Yeah, he filmed okay. a scene of some Love kind. It. Yeah. So excited. So shady. <laughs> I am thrilled for Marlo. Like, I know it's an obvious thing to say, but there's something so satisfying about finally seeing more of her life and just seeing her home properly. And I know sometimes the stuff with the kids can be boring on the show, but there's something about seeing Marlo in mother aunt Munty mode yeah. that's quite, like, endearing. Yeah. It is another side of her. Because she's not natural. She's not a bad natural, like, no. you know, maternal person. So I think that's really interesting. Uh, but also, I really need to know, where is the money coming from? Like, is the money, does the money exist at all? Or has she just got, like, a load of student loans that are paying for everything? <laughs> that's student loans. I think she, like... It sounds like she invests in property and like, I think the fashion business does do well. Lark-eyes. And I think also all those, all those relationships of those old fellas gave her like money in the bank. That's my 
take on it but everyone loves to be like i think she was a sex worker i'm like well even then did she make money doing that that's the real question well sex work is real work so (laughs) i agree and it's it's work if you can get paid for it babe now we just wrapped a season in jersey but i want to just get your like thoughts on it because i thought it was an interesting season we got a really great reunion out of it apparently they're back filming the next season already so i'm just curious where you both are with Jersey in general and because that's such a different yeah, vibe with Atlanta, I, right? Like it's a very energy. I love Jersey. I feel like if I was going to be on any franchise, I'd be on Jersey for sure. Really? Yeah, I feel like Jersey would be the one that I would could easily fit into. And okay. I also think like, why was it so short this season? There was only like 13, 14 episodes. Yeah, and they, about- they, they still got a really great reunion, three parts out of it. I don't know, because I think I remember Melissa saying before the season aired, oh, this season is longer yeah. don't worry we've heard you say to us i don't know if it's just a money saving thing and they want to like spend the money on x episodes and do you think maybe it's because like the husbands and stuff are involved and it costs more money with like trips and stuff like that because there's more bodies maybe they haven't got enough money to make a longer season because of that because they do get more drama it's true but it's weird then i i think there is definitely some kind of budget thing around that but then also it's the last two or three jersey seasons they've opened on the first episode with all these scenes going on and it's clear that they've been filming for weeks already. Yeah, so right. I don't know what the, maybe the network goes, yeah, we'll order 12 episodes in the three-part reunion we don't need. I don't know. I Because I do think they could probably get away with an extra two or three episodes, but also because it's shorter, it's a little bit punchier. So yes. I think it kind of works in Jersey's favor. I yeah. think so too. And people sleep on Jersey. Like, I don't get it. Like Jersey, yeah. I think is one of the strongest franchises, mm. especially right now. And like it's, in the pandemic, so many of the franchise just couldn't hack it. They couldn't make good content. Yeah. Jersey was there and giving it to you yeah. every single week. And even if it's only 12 weeks, I'd rather that. However, these rumors of Jackie being a friend, like as much oh, as I'm ready. confirmed. It is. No. Yeah. No. No, I'm oh, disgusted. No. She, to me, kept it very authentic this year and kept and has yeah. always kept Teresa in line because a lot of those girls look terrified that Teresa's going to give them the axe. <laughs> whereas Jackie is like, nah, don't care. However, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with a spinoff that involves a lot more Evan. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's true. Oh, you want him to spin something off? Yes. Yes, <laughs> but just to say, um, they've already started filming the next season. And in, I just saw some uh, photos from one of the trips. They're doing like a party, like a roller party or whatever. And Jackie's mm-hmm. there. So Jackie, I'd say, is still going to be very prevalent. I'd say she's going to be in the mix because they know that she has that sparring thing with Teresa. So mm-hmm. not going to let yeah. that go. So mm-hmm. being a friend of might actually be a better role, you know? It's funny because I... I've always liked Jackie in the show and I thought this year, I don't want to say it was a great year for her because she talked to some very heavy personal stuff, but I, I was really grateful for what she shared on the show and I found it very compelling. And I thought it was an interesting way to see someone talk about an eating disorder because she was in process and figuring out versus being in a recovery. And those are both valid positions, but usually on TV, we see people who have recovered, if you will. And so they're like, I can give you an overview of my, my experience. Whereas she was like, Oh, I've done this, but I can't do that because I'm in the thick of it. So I'm kind of, I feel bad if she was demoted because they didn't think she quote unquote delivered. But I'm also like, is it actually a case of she can work on her own stuff and have a bit of a recovery while still, you know, as you say, yeah. hold Teresa to account. So I, I'm hoping it works out because I do like her and I think she just did a very, it was brave. Yeah. It was brave what she did. So, and as you say, Evan's a snack and one of the hottest households. Oh. So we can't be deprived of Evan either. Oh. No, I, I think we'll be okay. And I think we'll, well, I think we'll definitely hear more. And we, I think we'll be okay. We, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> You're like reassuring. Girls, breathe. Everyone breathe. We'll be okay. We'll get through this together. No, I think I think we can't just leave that story off. I think we need some resolution with that. And yeah. I definitely think they'll, they'll give it to us for sure. And it's also like, you know, there's such pressure on 
women on television still, even now in a more enlightened time, to be thin and youthful and to see the pressure Jackie like how hard it was for Jackie to do things like eat ice cream or like yeah. you know go to me and go oh I've put a little bit of weight on like I just I was actually we kind of need a bit of this in the show you don't want the shows to be heavy all the time mm -hmm. but you need a little bit of that reminder like it's okay to struggle with this like it's actually yeah. not everyone isn't just naturally thin and amazing looking all the time I know you two are that's your journey but I'm just saying not everyone mm -hmm. is <laughs> I'd love some uh, some older housewives at this point as well like the the people that they're bringing on seem to be like a certain age range all the time and I just think that there's mm -hmm. some great stories to be told in women of like that are older than the current cast. You know that kind of way? Yeah, that's true. And I wonder, I think maybe they think, oh, it, the shows have been on so long. Let's start skewing to younger women. But as you say, there's something about those 56-year-old women who are, they, they know who they are and they're also real characters. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I have to ask, you know, it's the great housewives debate of our time. Melissa or Teresa? I think Ooh. you can't have one without the other because also Melissa is connected to Joe. Yeah, so so it's, it's all about Teresa and Joe. Mm -hmm. And Melissa is beautiful and she is a great housewife in in, in that sense, but she doesn't really bring yeah. much to the table. But I think the dynamic like fans the flames and causes murder all the time. It does work. Yeah, I would agree. I think we yeah. would be probably friends with Melissa and Teresa yeah. we would be close to, but, you know, at an arm's length. But you know what, like, <laughs> Teresa, like, came across so lovely on the Ultimate Girls trip and now she's just, like, this psychotic madness. Yeah. It's like... I just, I wouldn't know how to handle that. Like, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Was it, was it Jersey that they, um, it were recently referenced as they all talk about who's going to sit where and that is the uh, dynamic oh, of their the franchise. Look where you're sitting. Look where you're sitting, Melissa. I mean, honestly, I was yeah. like, oh my yeah. God, are we really going? There? And Melissa was like, that doesn't mean anything. And I'm mad. I was like, Melissa, I actually quite like you, but I think it does mean something. Yeah. <laughs> but, but even at dinner parties and stuff like that, I think the girls from uh, Beverly Hills were like, we don't discuss that. Everyone just goes in and sits wherever there is. Now, whether that's true or not i don't know but like they were kind of yeah. hinting that jersey is a cast full of know your place and this is where you'll fall in line from may Fainers, yeah. if you will may Fainers. <laughs> <laughs> very that a show that i've always talked to both of you about that has like kind of it's a bit underrated in housewives world and it had a break and it came back to like i guess an okay response in recent months was melbourne i'm just curious oh, yeah. what you made of the return and like what you would like from that if it were to come back again because the aussie shows they don't seem to shoot them as frequently as the american mm. ones so we were always kind of not sure when we'll get more oh i love melbourne so much and i was so invested in it because it was such kind of underdog like mm -hmm. it, when it started yeah. and i waited so long for it to come back and gina liano like i have her perfumes i was such a big fan um, and they're nice perfumes they I'll nice, give you that yeah and then she just wasn't there and Lydia Lydia wasn't there <laughs> and, <Yeah>. and I, <laughs> I felt really hard done by because I was like oh I've waited and waited yeah. and then you just so I think it started off slow it did get better but but ultimately I was still at the end of it going I want Gina I want Gina yeah. I need Gina yeah, and Lydia. I think what and yeah. Lydia. yeah, I I think Gina is one of the few housewives where you re like even I love Nene Leakes, but I don't miss Nene when I'm watching Atlanta no. unless it's a particularly boring episode. I did miss Gina a lot yeah. in that Melbourne season, mm -hmm. and I love Jana. I love Jackie. I liked some of the new gals, but I was like, they they need a Gina style presence here just to take up a notch. Yeah. Totally, and there was something a bit more genuine about their relationships. Like it definitely, you know, the way with some of these shows, the you know the connections yes. are totally false. You knew that Janet and Gina and Gamble and Lydia, you know, they all had history and they were bonded. So that was genuine friction, and that's what mm -hmm. people really relate to in the Housewives show. Whereas they were trying to create it. Um, a little bit desperately at times. 
So it, it kind of reminds me of Dublin Wives. Was that what it was called? Where yeah, was it? There was a lot of people in the same room supposed to be friends, but actually they were just all cast. And I don't feel that we got a lot of real moments. I, also, I, I didn't make it to the end of the season, which is never a good sign, but I also didn't make it to the end of Miami either, to be honest. So I would give the Miami reunion a go because I have a feeling that when they come back for their next season of Miami, they will come in hot because they were building a lot of stuff up. Their reunion was explosive and now they know they've a hit on their hands. So I think... And also one of the women is now in the middle of a divorce. So I'm like, oh, it's on. It's on. Yeah. It's going to be lit for the next Miami season. I have a confession to make. I didn't watch Miami. I didn't watch any of it. Ooh. And I felt yeah. really, I just hadn't got it in me to give another franchise a go. And I feel like that would, <laughs> I feel like that would. It's a lot. It is. I feel like that with Dubai coming as well. And I, and I, coming from my heart and I'm a big Housewife fan. I absolutely detest Caroline Sanbury. And <gasps> I know, and I just this interview is over. I'm sorry, but I just the fact that she weaselled her way into another show just makes me like <laughs> weaselled. Yeah, away. I just oh, I just she makes me really uneasy. I just think she's beyond faults, and I know that's great in some housewives, but no, I'm not looking forward to. I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel about Dubai. I'm I'm not very non-committal right now. Yeah, the other part of it is, and I've seen a lot of people talk about this from like the queer community, is that they they're not sure they want to support a franchise from Dubai as yeah, well. Yeah, that's um, fair. I'm a bit torn as well. Yeah, and like I'm a huge Housewives fan. I definitely want to give it a go, but I also see people's points. Like they're essentially going to glamorize a country that really doesn't want to support us. You know that kind of yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I think if you go into it knowing that and can kind of ignore the way they're going to make it basically like a tourism video for the country or the, for the place. That's fair enough. But I know what you mean. It's like, it is a bit like, Oh, cool. Instead of just maybe airing Melbourne again on American TV, you're making us like support Dubai. Cool. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm shocked to hear you say about Caroline. I know what you mean. Yes. I think she is a bit of a chancer as if to use a Lisa Rinna favorite, but she's also when, I loved how on ladies of London, she was just like, so unapologetically awful. Oh, it was horrible. That, that is a, that is a quality you don't, a lot of the housewives don't ever want to lean into. Yeah. So I'm like, as long as she's the villain, I'm here for it. But we'll see. The trailer's been a bit vague, so I don't know who's doing what. And remember her makeup artist, Luke, who ended up being Dorinda's makeup artist. Yes. Like, yes. And was on Bethany's show yeah, as well. Yeah, he kind of freaks me out as well. I just think something weird, <laughs> something weird about him as well. Just, <laughs> they freak me out. Yeah, just, no, I'm sorry. Ca- uh, Caroline's uh, website is a little strange. I don't know. I've never seen Ladies of London, by the way, so that's why I Googled her. But It was really good, yeah. Okay, well, like, she has, like, a tab that's called Dating. And when you click on it, she's teamed up with someone called a Millionaire Matchmaker Club, who has 99% success rate. And the packages, a 12-month matchmaking experience, start at $100,000. I'm like... Oh, okay. Oh my God. Wow. She is from money and she is like old money. So I have a feeling people like Caroline always land on their feet in terms of whatever they want to do because the world kind of bends their will. So like, it doesn't even surprise me that she's doing that. Whereas any other Bravo star, I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right actually. So sign me up. (laughs) Those people are never broke. Even when they, businesses fail. Do you remember she had that gift giving business in ladies of London where she would buy high end gifts and it was like, clearly was like going down the swanee and (laughs) it just all fell apart. Like these people are never actually, they never like, we could lose their job and be like, we're on the PUP again. <laughs> Destitute. Yeah, 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 yeah. These people are never poor. Like, they, they never fall flat onto their feet. So, 
Eat the rich. Eat the <laughs> rich. <laughs> this is Housewives and Socialism. Stay tuned for more. Yeah. Um, let's let's get into OC just because it it just finished a, like a season I enjoyed. I've been I've been enjoying talking about people on this podcast because the views have been so mixed. And just for you two, as such long time yes. Housewives heads, I'm just curious what you made of this particular season and what you might like. Where because it is coming back. Apparently, they're filming this month. Oh. Coming. What you might want for more OC. And who is coming back? That's what I want to yeah. know. That's what's not confirmed. Ooh. There's rumors of like some big name joining, but I don't know who it well, is. Well, like, let's talk about the cast first. Who do we not want to see come back? Because Jen I think... and Noella. Yeah. Uh, no, bring back Noella. She's think? mental. I need think? that. I need that. Yeah. Even in a friend of role, I want a little bit of Noella this season. I need to know. Mm. I need to keep tabs on her. She's wild. Do you think the divorce is legit? Yes, that's why I think she's so fucking mental about mm-hmm. it because I think she's really scrambling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't strike me as like, because I think Emily was trying to make out the divorce is shady and I was like, if the divorce like was shady, she would not be this discombobulated by it. Okay. She would go along with it. It's just, she has been so erratic since the divorce. I'm like, nah, I feel like she was really blindsided by him. It's, 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 is that yeah, naive? No, it, I don't know. It's a, it's, a stra- <laughs> it's a strange setup. Like, I quite enjoy Shannon. I know she's, she's actually like, mad as a box of frogs but i do quite enjoy yeah, her me too mm-hmm. um heather it's i don't mind her having her back but she's like you know she is very champers and pretentious let's be real yeah yeah uh, yeah but, I, but yeah. I, I did prefer it when um like my ultimate cast was when there was vicky and tamra and yeah um, heather and kelly dodd and like when it was literally volatile like that's what you want you want to see these middle class rich women just killing each other like that's what you yeah. that's what i want from the oc Mm-hmm. Even Megan King um, Edmonds was that her full name? I, like she's just yes. gone through another divorce. She could be a great one to bring back as well. I I quite liked her, but I don't know about Heather. If she's on the list, I don't know if I'll be like bothered. I'll be like, yeah, mm. grand. I want someone to whether it's the return of Tam or even Vicky. I think they need someone equally as alpha as. Heather with even I'd even keep do- the current group, including Doctor Jen, if they brought in one more kind of dominant personality to to play off of heather then i think they'll have something i think the problem was heather was sort of ruling the roost a little bit too much and that's why noella was the only one who was like i don't get this like who is this woman <laughs> and then she was kind of she was kind of outnumbered a little bit yeah i just i just i don't think jen will be back i feel like she brought nothing to the table and i think mm-hmm. and then the husband is that marriage is over and i just mm-hmm. think i i think they're done with jen I'd be amazed if they brought her back. Yeah, Look, true. As long true. as it's not Bronwyn or Elizabeth, I wouldn't mind Alexis Bellino coming back, though. I could really get on board <laughs> with that, to be honest. Jesus jokes herself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have talked quite a bit on this podcast with people about the New York news that we're getting two shows, a new cast and a returning cast. I'm just dying to know from both of you, what returning faves are you dying to have back in the new kind of spin-off of Roni? Um, from like from the old days? Yeah, for this kind of classic cast that they're looking at. Um, I would, like I have to say, like I've always been a big fan of like Jill Zarin. I just think she's like the quintessential New York housewife, and I know mm-hmm. she's a bit she's mm-hmm. nuts. Like I know that, but I would I would love a bit mm-hmm. of Jill back. Yes, oh, I'd love that. Oh, I also would love Alex McCord back. Just yes, whack a doodle moment in. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Um, even even if we have to uh, uh, put up with Simon, and also any show with a bit of Bethany on it is good by yeah. me, to be honest. Even the big shot with Bethany? No, maybe not that one. 
Hold on, was the big shot the one where she was looking for an assistant? Yes. Yeah, watched the whole thing. Loved it. It was awful, but I loved it. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you said watched it all. It was awful and loved it because that was my vibe. I watched it all, but I can't say that it was an experience mm-hmm. I'd repeat again. And did you see, <laughs> did you see the winner? Uh, the winner didn't get the job because she tried to negotiate the salary. So Bethany said no. And the, it's the deal is... <laughs> really? Yeah. So it was all oh, for, for nothing. Sake. Oh my god! Because that was the one thing that show did have going for it was it actually was a bit boring because you could tell a lot of them wanted the job and were normal versus mm. they weren't reality people yeah. who were vying for like a fake job. Mm-hmm. And so, as I I found I watched to the end because I was rooting for one or two of them to actually have the opportunity versus some of those shows you're watching because they're mental and you know the job is fake. So I'm actually disappointed to hear that. I know. But I'm also not surprised. Re- it's very Bethany to do, do that. Do you remember the, the one the very first episodes where she was in the Hamptons and she was just up in the bedroom and they were all just yes, outside? Like I was like. <laughs> so weird like they're all out having a cocktail party and she's listening from the bedroom window upstairs i was like this i was like this, this is really low budget really low end and she was dressed she was just really high end she was wearing like balman and yes and she's open yeah. like a, just waiting in a, a guest bedroom it was like this is so weird so weird there was like the memes of her because they had that one shot of her looking out the curtain yeah. and people kept using memes of that image of her like staring at people. I was like, I don't think this, I don't think this show has done what you wanted to do, Ben. No, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> I really like to see Carol come back though and finish oh. that moment with Bethany because they that was like unfinished business. They never really wrapped that up. That would be juicy. I also think to finish that moment with Andy because they are their relationship is in tatters now, oh. and I'd love for her to be like, I'm sorry, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> do you know who? I'd hate to see back I would hate to see Tinsley come back I never want to see her again or just, Heather really I, or he, well, well we kind of saw no. Heather again and but she she went as she went as quick as she came but Tinsley everyone's like oh Tinsley's so great she's so this I'm like I've met a million Tinsleys in my life and I'm like I've had a Tinsley's oh. up to my back teeth I'm like no Tinsley get in that car roll the window up and fuck right off <laughs> just like <laughs> I love the phrase I've met many Tinsleys in my life I have I've met many of these like rich privileged girls that are just like they just think they're they're the star of their own show like life revolves around them and girl it doesn't so let it be said (laughs) stay in the SUV and keep it keep it moving (laughs) (laughs) scene of her leaving mid-season in that car was so hilarious so camp so camp. Yeah, but see, in a way, the fact that she got quite a good send off and still did the reunion makes you think that they would consider her because all the things you're saying are annoying about yeah. her, like the sort of not, you know, not thinking about anything but herself, blah, blah, blah. That's also what oh, makes a great reality listen, star. So I could see them courting her. They love her. I think they, I think they definitely would have her back. But I personally, I just never want to see her again with my own eyes. I'm like, I, I, she probably <laughs> will come back, but I, I've, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Now what I want is them to cast you alongside Tinsley so we can watch that interaction. New York has probably had the most amount of options that you could bring someone back. Like they've had so many people yeah. that like worked really well. Like like Aviva. Like that would be iconic as well mm. to see her back on screen. Dare I say it, Kelly? Um, what was oh it? Oh my god, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly Caloran, ben, ben Simone. <laughs> see, I think that could happen because. If you recall, like days before they revealed this news in the statement that there was two shows, Luan was on Watch Happens Live and her and Andy made this big thing about mentioning Kelly and how great she was oh. doing. And she actually just did another reality show about real estate or something. Oh. 
because she's working in real estate now. And it was this now watch everyone's like the minute the news comes, they're like that whole what Luan appearance was like foreshadowing this reboot. But like they made the point of being like, well, Kelly, so much history there. I was like, okay, they've obviously considered Kelly mm. on some level for a reboot. Kelly, the jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is like absolutely batshit, isn't she? She's just yeah. like, mm-hmm. yes, bring her back. Bring her back. <laughs> Have her back, please. Now, obviously, your podcast is called Petty Little Things. You have had amazing listener stories over the years of things your listeners have gotten up to, hilarious stories. Their inner pettiness comes bubbling up. And I'm so curious, in Housewives world, who are the most petty housewives, do we think? Ooh. Oh, that's... I, I, I mean, just because we're fresh talking about New York, like, Dorinda is going to sting you. Do you know oh, what I yes. mean? She She's very gonna... petty get you like and 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 with the tongue like do you know what i mean straight away she's gonna any dark thing that she's ever known about you is gonna come straight out so yeah i think she doesn't know how to hold back she's very i think tamra is very petty as well yes tamra is very petty tamra like will she go straight for the neck (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i actually think i find like i found that Emily and Gina embrace their inner petty little thing a lot on the most recent OC season two, particularly the way Emily would be like, actually, as a lawyer, <laughs> and then she'd like pull out all these things at reunion. I was like, oh, damn, like she's really mm-hmm. thinking about this. Yeah. Actually, uh, one thing, just sorry, though, everyone just kind of grazed over in this whole OC um, debacle was, do you remember Emily attacking that? And we actually completely forgot there was another girl at the start. Do you remember that girl? Nicole. Yes, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole. Yeah, she just disappeared. Do you remember she yeah. said she, you she looks me? she looks like me. She just like but not a like a bad version of me or something. Do you remember she said that about Nicole? Uh-huh. Yeah, they were really like they went so hard on the Nicole thing and then there was rumors that Nicole wouldn't get vaccinated so couldn't film much scenes oh, wow. and there's all sorts of wild rumors about why she i'm like maybe she just was embarrassed about the way the stuff with heather and terry went out hilarious it's kind of more to find mm-hmm. the pair of them laughing at her in the oh, podcast room i was like this that, is crazy heather's laugh is like a cackle from a witch it's like <laughs> <laughs> very similar to that for... thank you victoria for the example <laughs> nicole james <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, I think Heather in her, even though she would never admit to it, I think Heather is quite petty yeah. as well. Yeah, no. Definitely, yeah. And, and probably like Teddy Mellencamp. I'm just, I'm just saying that to Rob Tavina. Any excuse to say I was Teddy like, Mellencamp to see what Tavina would say. Cause... I was literally, I was. Do you know what? I actually just said nothing because I was like, she's she's pointless. <laughs> Are you listening to our podcast, though, Connor? I actually haven't, and people are saying good things yeah. about it. I'm like, maybe I need to dive it's in. It's good. I'm into it. Um, her and Tamara, like, I actually think it's great. From listening to it, though, I think um, it's like I think someone else is writing those questions for them. I don't think they're actually answering. Oh, those. they absolutely have yeah. someone producing that show for them. It's on IR Radio, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Do you know who else? I and this has just dawned on me. And we spoke with Jersey. We didn't even bring her up. I think Jennifer is truly very petty. Oh, Jennifer and Margaret, actually. And I know Margaret was a guest on your podcast. Yeah. I think they're both good at going, actually, you did this thing to me and I will remember. Actually, yeah. Jennifer's a bit more evil. She's she's, yeah. she's like, she's not even petty. She's like just nasty. She can be right. like cruel. But I was like quite like her. And our best friend, Margaret, like she's, she's yeah. much nicer. Do you know what I mean? Our best friend. Yeah. <laughs> what was it what was it like interviewing her because she was a great crack on the show oh, yeah. she was so sweet wasn't she she was very very sound and really natural and normal 
Yeah, and we were conscious that we were like, okay, well, we don't want to take up too much of our time. But like then when we were done, we were trying to keep it to a tight, you know, 30, 40 minutes. When we were done, she kept us talking for like ages afterwards, (laughs) asking us about Ireland. And I think we were still like in in some form of lockdown at the time. But no, she was just just really real. You like, she She just oozed genuine, real vibes, uh, but also very intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. There's no flies in her at all. I think that's why they need her in the mix mm-hmm. in Jersey because she's a little bit more thoughtful than some of her contemporaries, would we say? I'm just thinking as well, she she actually offered to send us uh, copies of her book and she never sent them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just remembering that now. Yeah. Well, Margaret, if you're listening, send the book. Well, Marge. <laughs> P.O. Box 354. <laughs> I want some pigtails back for the next season. I'd like at least one scene with pigtails. Oh, well, now that she's turned the, the clock back with all her, like, face work, I think she could totally rock the pigtails mm-hmm. again. Yes. She's had, like, some amazing work done. When you see the throwbacks, you're like, or the flashbacks, you're like, oh, my God, you've really, like, you've really gone through it, girl. She has. But also, her makeup um has actually stepped up as well, because I actually saw a Get Ready With Me video she was doing. Mm-hmm. And she still looks her age, but the makeup that she applies makeup in a good way she makes it actually makes her look younger. So that definitely helps. Are there any housewives, makeup wise, that you either would you maybe look for inspo or just be like, oh my God, she killed that? Because obviously you know how to paint your molds, yeah. like, you know, intimately. Like, it's so funny. Like, I, I just, the, the difference in Erica Jane's makeup from when the budget thing happened, like, it's absolutely <laughs> yes. insane, isn't insane. it? Like, it's, and the like, hair. The hair as hair. well. It's all limp. Like, like, what is it Cheryl Cole says? Limp. Limp. Lifeless. <laughs> Jewel, limb, lifeless. lifeless, Erica Jane in a book. Yeah, like, but you could totally see, like, literally, like, it was really unblended. The products just weren't as good. It just, it wasn't overall blended and fabulous. So uh-huh. she was, like, bef- like in her heyday, she had amazing killer makeup. It was like drag makeup. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the award, I think, personally, for the worst, like, hair and makeup vibes has to be Gina. Like, normally you have, like, one your first season and you're, like, trying to figure it out. And then you come back second season and are like, okay, she's got this now. Gina is still figuring it out. Like, she... Gina on OC. On OC, it yeah. It wasn't bad this season. Yeah, this season... Yeah, this season was okay. Well, how um, many seasons has she been on? And she's finally just, yeah. You know, it took her. It took her like four or five to finally figure <laughs> yeah, out. That's true. Totally. I will. I will never forget <laughs> though. I think the one that just sticks in my mind the most, where I'm like, oh my god, where I could really notice a massive difference was Brandy in Dallas in season one. Yes. Oh dear yes. God. Like it was like she did her makeup like literally in the makeup aisle of boots, like of the textures. It was horrific. I just remember blue eyeshadow, like and she's and she's a ginger girl, which is like you know, very contrasting shades there. And primary mm-hmm. colours. It was a bit like okay. Oh God, that's a lot. <laughs> Lots of metallics. Always metallics. And she's a ginger girl. It's really funny. I don't she's, know. It's like literally like and like shadow metallic shadow to the eyebrow <laughs> is just like it's very Miss Selfridge nineteen ninety seven. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I it's a lot. I have been able to talk since you started talking about Sorry. Oh, no, it's, no, I'm loving it. It's, it's a good sign. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> sorry. But that's definitely my worst my... ever. 
<laughs> just thinking of Bronte in the boots. <laughs> Have you got it? Test you for that. And Thank you so much. Also, another another notable notable mention is for Gina from Melbourne, who does her own makeup. Yes. Who won't let anybody touch her face? Who does it all herself? And like, I swear, she must go through green pencils like on the daily. She has that metallic <laughs> green pencil. I've seen her do her makeup. You seen her do it? It's crazy. Like oh she curls all over the eye. Like she nails it. Now it's insane looking. But I love. I appreciate the 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 stability of it. It's the same all the time. And it's also crazy because, and I, I've I've said this on the show before, and anyone who watches Melbourne will pick up on it. But like, Gina is never ever not in full drag. Beat. She's in full drag all the time. Yeah, she has revealed so much of her personal life on that show, and yet she is never dare to be out without her armor on her face. Whereas yeah. every other Hazel show, we see them before the reunion, we see them first thing in the morning with her husband, whatever. Gina, it's like. Yeah. No, no, come at 10 o'clock and I'll be in full yeah. face. Like, I think that's fascinating. It's amazing. I'll never forget the the episode where she went to Andrea's house, the, do you remember the, the tennis <laughs> yeah, game? The tennis. And she locked herself in the bathroom for two hours getting ready. And, and then she <laughs> said that she put self-tan all over. The, and I was like, that's very me. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Davina Liano, they call you. <laughs> like, I was, I was just um, in my friend's house there recently and he said... Um, the, when, the next day when he was like clearing up that basically he's like there was just like gold dust all over the all over the couches <laughs> like there was a trail or you could see where I was sitting in the house <laughs> it was fairy dust you were leaving a little marking so you knew where <laughs> that was it, yeah <laughs> you have your big pride party coming up end of June which is very exciting I'm so curious there's going to be so many bangers that are going to be played during that you know when you're a DJ and the DJs are on obviously there's songs from the last two years you want to hear out of Pride but if there's are there any housewives bops that you might like you'd want to sneak in or you'd like to hear in a nightclub setting Oh, see, I just, uh, do you know, and you know this just from being at, at Thursdays, like, if, I don't know if it's just by chance, but for some reason, and always, when we did the Diamond Divinas um, over the summer, I would always get them to play Money Can't Buy a Class, always uh, before the show, and I, it just makes me get into the groove of things, I absolutely love it, it's my favourite Housewife song of all time. Yeah, like, uh, honestly, like, I wouldn't be mad at any of them, like, at Tardy for the Party, give me that, oh god, what's Tandy, uh, Candy Bures's banger from back in the day called again out in the club don't think i'm not don't think i'm not don't think i'm not give me that that's so good that's a tune Mm -hmm. or candy's latest viral sensation legs hips oh yeah body 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 (laughs) (laughs) that kills me every time i see a video of that i'm like this is so fucking Let's revisit a classic Housewives and Me question that I just think in 2022, you have so many options for, mm-hmm. for both of you. What would your Housewives tagline oh, be? Oh, God. <laughs> it always sends people always, into a spiral. Um, uh, I, what about, what about, do, 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 I, I may not live beside the beach, but I'll still try and sell you the sand. <laughs> that's, that's very good because I was about to say you need to know a business so I love okay, that okay there we go there's mine um, oh god I can't, I can't oh the pressure's that. on yeah Davina uh, I think you should make yours about something to do with double D's these double D's these double D's won't break your back but you'll have a good time anywhere or something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll use oh that oh my god that's crazy <laughs> we'll use that we'll, we'll put that in the box <laughs> use that one. I was gonna say I was gonna say like I'm back in the club and it feels divine, like referencing your back. I'll take I'll take either of those. <laughs> that's that's you've two seasons worth there. Yes. Oh my god, Victoria, your one was so raunchy. I love that. You're like <laughs> I mean if the if the shoe fits. <laughs> um this is a question I love asking, and I think I'll probably try and 
mix up a teeny bit because it's two people talking today, but you're throwing a housewife's dinner party. You can invite, we'll say six people and three each. So we'll do one, one on one off to get to our six. What people are coming over? They can be housewives themselves, the friends of whoever. So six housewives heads are coming over to both of yours for dinner. Who are, who are you both? Have? Who are we bringing over for dinner? Um, on what first on my list is definitely the Countess. I have to have the Countess because class with the Countess at a dinner party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, perfect. That's the first one, Victoria. Let's do number two. For the absolute craziness of it, I want Kelly Dodd there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can thin the herd, conspiracy theories, and that's all before the Japanese. I hope we're having Japanese <laughs> like that time when they went to the Japanese restaurant. <laughs> Although <laughs> Kelly will probably make it that we won't even get to have our appetizers, so maybe I need to rethink that too. Because it'd be starving. good if you were watching what you're eating. I suppose you'd be like, "Well, Kelly ruined dinner, and we haven't even." Had I it. also <laughs> think I would like a little bit of Kim Richards. <laughs> oh okay, Jesus! This is chaos yeah. so far. We need three names. Good <laughs> choice. Okay, yes. um, I'm gonna throw in. Monique Samuels. Oh my she God! Will. This is right. She'll be throwing things as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to have Kenya Moore. I have to have Kenya Moore. Kenya Moore hair care. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she'll arrive. And then our final dinner party guest, Victoria. It's your call. Um. Okay. Well. Okay. Not quite a housewife, but how about we throw in Mama Simmons as the last person, the oh. original uh, drag Mama D. Yeah, Mama D. Uh, Deandra's mom. Oh my God! Like, imagine. I want. Oh, yeah. I want. I want her mom. <laughs> More than one turn. <laughs> I don't give a rip. <laughs> yes, she'd be fabulous. She'd be great. Oh, I would kill to go to that dinner party, I have to say. Mm-hmm. It would be Well, you'd be killed at that yeah, dinner party as it well. It would be dangerous, dangerous <laughs> and exciting all at once. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm looking at, I wrote down the names just to curiosity. Like some of those people like you would that would they'd act the if they, that was being filmed they'd be like it's too hot for tea <laughs> we'd definitely be after hours after dark yes very that um i'm curious for both of you because you both watch so much housewives and it's as you mentioned earlier kind of it's part of your routine it grounds you all that kind of thing for both of you like what's next in your housewives journey will you re-watch something is there a show you're looking to get into um i always i usually re-watch kind of just you know if i'm part of another house wherever i stick on reunion i love the reunions and i love it more for the fashion than just kind of really revisiting the makeup mm-hmm. looks and stuff like that i quite enjoy that but i have to say and i i hate to say this but i do feel like almost it's coming to a saturation point mm. i do i <gasps> i know i do you think that as well and I, yeah. I felt real guilty thinking that and saying it and i adore it like it's my favorite thing in the world but i do feel like are they just flogging it now like a little bit drag race style is it getting mm-hmm. to that point like i was these some of these mm-hmm. um franchises have like 16 seasons that's a yeah. lot of how these girls are getting on as well and it's like <laughs> you know what i mean and it's a bit like these girls are getting on. i think it's all about who you cast do you know what i mean like it's about yeah. it's about casting people that don't watch the show casting people that actually are like way off the radar of that because like these the people that are approaching it and, and trying to make reality tv like they're trying to produce it it's just not reading like it used to and the reason we fell in love with it was for very like strange reasons like like the girls in in manhattan saying we wouldn't go to brooklyn do you know what i mean yeah like, yeah want, mm-hmm. i want that authentic vibe and like abs- and alex's house falling to bits do you know what i mean and I think everyone is a bit kind of safe now and everyone's watching their like P's and Q's and and everyone is very aware. And that takes a big chunk of the fun out of it. I also think like social media has a lot to answer for on a number of levels. I mean, you could argue that they're afraid just to 
be too awful because they'll face social media harassment. And that's obviously you don't want anyone getting a hard time on social media. But also, I think they're so like the there's an excitation that they're going to react to everything online and constantly be talking about the show when it's on. So you feel like you're getting it in both ears. And then also now when they're filming, we get all these spoilers and teasers. And I'm like, I want to watch the show and be surprised. I don't want to be like, oh, I saw you post that you wore that six months ago. Like social media requires them all to be so on and ever present. And that I think is actually taking away from the magic of the show itself. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Let people like absolutely be unedited and and say things and make mistakes because people were all making mistakes. Instead, people are just holding everyone so accountable for everything now. And it's also the lag of like, I don't mind that they film it six to eight months out, but like that means that they could do something a bit questionable and then actually have their come to Jesus moment. But we're we're being fed episode four and it's like, well, we need to wait till episode eight, nine or 10 when they realize that they've done it wrong. Yeah. But like, also social media requires us to be reacting every week it's it's definitely i don't know i mean it's it's never not going to be in the air of social media but i do think that's that's changed i mean it's changed drag race as well it's changed every yeah, yeah. reality show for sure what i would say is there is something definitely to be learned from the the new version of the kardashians they flipped that show on its head and even though the first episode felt really um off for me i was like what they've actually done is like turned it into a kind of a docu-series kind of feeling and it feels fresh yeah and and like not like they're forcing stuff as much and also you get the vibe with that Kardashian show that they'll probably do it for maybe three or four seasons and walk away to the next thing. So that means they're more like they're willing to kind of mess around for now because they know it has an ending point. Whereas with Housewives, it's a bit like it could run and run. As much as we're saying it could be at its saturation point, like mm-hmm. they're not going to just wind it up tomorrow. So like, yeah, it's 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 interesting to think about that. I mean, it means I wouldn't have a podcast anymore, but oh, anyway. <laughs> I know. Well, listen, you know, let's like touch wood and like hopefully it's not in the... But, if, you know, who knows where it's going to go? And that's what I think if they're clever, it can just kind of evolve maybe into something else. But who knows what's around the corner? But I'll be still watching. I know that. I know that. That's the guy, isn't it? We'll still watch anyway. And before I let you go, talk to me about the podcast and what's involved. And more importantly, with Pride on the Horizon... Talk to me about this Pride party that you're throwing as well. It's been almost three years since we've had a proper Pride in Dublin. And we were we were literally just on Ireland AM talking about um, the importance of Pride at the weekend. So beyond the fact that we're throwing a party, it's it's going to be so special to gather the whole community mm-hmm. out in the street. In addition to that, it's so important. And I know lots of people may not identify as part of the queer community uh, who listen to this. But also it's so important that the allies come out and march and make sure that we are spreading good word to young people around this city because it is like it's a great city to live in but there's still lots of work to be done and education to be done however we are party gals so we love a party yes darling what better way to absolutely have two drag queens invade vicar street it's eight hours long it's all your favorite pop bangers so many special guests lots and lots of drag and the best thing i can say is after our last one before the pandemic we got lots of messages saying the queue times at the bar were very very short so there's yes. another plus <laughs> oh my god that's that is good to hear yeah. and it is of course happening on saturday, saturday the 25th yes. of june just because i think some people here are like what day is pride i'm like that's a good question yes. it's saturday, the 25th of and june. tickets are 20 euros on Ticketmaster.ie, and that is absolute bargain for eight hours of pure pop Brooke Scullion, who of course represented Arnie Eurovision, will be there. And the one and only, one of my absolute obsessions, Bailey Mills, will be there as well. Yes. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen between now and then, but we're constantly adding and making it just super fab and super fun and Mm. super camp. Sure. Invite Margaret and see if if she'll fly in from Jersey. (laughs) You never know. Who knows? Dolores was... 
Dolores was in town. We could have got her. Oh, I know. Yeah. Stop. Remember you were like, I mean, if you don't mind me saying yeah. you like DMs Dolores and told her about yeah. the George and everything. Like, I think at one point we really thought we have Dolores coming in. We thought I know we were close to it, but, but you know, it wasn't meant to be, but sure. Who knows? Curses. Who knows? Curses. And the podcast as well. Let's just touch down on the podcast. I know people love that. Yeah. We're mid season at the moment of our season five. Mm-hmm. There's five seasons because wow. we are Queens that love a break. Not because we've done millions you're dead of right. episodes. Yes. Um, you're dead right. And um, I should be doing the same thing. <laughs> like Jersey, our seasons are short, but they're impactful. There we go. <laughs> The vibe of our podcast is just sharing stories, being petty, and having a laugh. And if you need a little switch off, head over to Petty Little Things, where you will get many, many reasons. And you know what? We have such a fun community of listeners, too. We hear back from them all the time. They share the best stories. Like, I have a story that I'm sitting on for the pod today, and we're recording (laughs) later on. That Davina hasn't heard Ooh. yet. It's so juicy. I cannot wait to share it. I cannot wait. It's, and it is that kind of thing. It's like, it, it does feel like it's a little bit of a community. And we have kind of reached out more so this season to our listeners to kind of, because we do this thing called Rotter of the Week where we talk about things that really just yes. get on our our breasticles mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> and things that really annoy us. And so many people like can relate to that and, you know, can reach out and share theirs as well. So it's it's fun, basically. Okay, <laughs> basically, it's a great laugh. I think you should listen to my podcast. It's really funny. Really great fun. Thanks, guys. So that's Petty Little Things. You can get that wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. It's mid-season, as you said, so there's lots of new episodes coming. And then if people want to find you on social media platforms, where could they do so? Well, not everything. The usual. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're all there. Davina Divine, Victoria Christian There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google it, bitch. It's there. <laughs> I'll put all those links in the show notes as well. Listen, you two are about to, la- as we're speaking, you're about to launch into an insanely busy Pride season. So I feel very lucky that I got to corner you for a little gossip about housewives victoria and davina thank you very much for coming on housewives and me absolutely our pleasure darling happy pride chicken there you go victoria's secret davina divine here on housewives and me their podcast is called petty little things you can find it wherever you get your podcasts and there'll be links to listen in the show notes for this episode they're on social media too those links are in the show notes too and as we mentioned vicar street june 25th that is where their Pride party is happening for Dublin Pride. So tickets for that are available on Ticketmaster.ie. Again, there'll be a link to those in the show notes to this episode as well. If you like what you heard today and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating or a review. It helps the show find new listeners. And as I've mentioned, you can now rate the show on Spotify as well, if that's where you like to get your podcasts from. And if you follow along wherever you get your podcasts, you'll be the first to know when new episodes come out on Tuesdays. They usually come out first thing Tuesday morning, Irish time. You can find the show on social media as well at housewives and me on twitter and instagram i am on instagram and twitter as well it's connor bean is where you can find me all those links they're in the show notes as always as well so until next time thank you very much for listening stay safe and i'll talk to you soon